Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to our final installment of our conversation with Karen Francis Garner on 411 on the Copelands. Uh, we appreciate all love, all the support. Uh, we have one favor to ask, and that is if you are listening on any pl- podcast platforms like Apple or Spotify, um, please leave us a review. That helps out the channel massively. That's the best thing that you could possibly do for us. Um, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and cut right where we left off. Where we so far in our ritual, we're trying to figure out how we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Where we ask you, each of us ask you a question from what we've gotten from you, no. and then at the end, y'all ask us a question, whether it's you asking and you asking, okay, or y'all asking together. Okay. I got my question. Go ahead. <laughs> I tried to let you go first. Try to, try to keep. I got. I, I, I could come up with a few. I got you. No, you keep one. It, keep it rolling. Said one. Y'all been married for two years. We are getting married in April. Um, after the wedding. Like, is there kind of like a lull where it's like, or so uh, after the wedding, I'm sure you're like high on life. you like, yo, we, we, we live in it. We just got married. Woody, whoop. It's like a honeymoon phase all over again. Right. Um, like what has, what has been, <laughs> what has been like the, the, the biggest change after like officially getting married for y'all that y'all have like had to pay attention to, to keep y'all marriage together. He's, he's like, what, is, what, what has been the biggest change well, what has been the biggest change that you've had to make and the biggest thing that you like you've had to pay attention to in your partner to like keep the marriage like you know uh i know for me the biggest change was um because i do believe in what marriage actually means is you don't have the flexibility to leave anymore where you doing the boyfriend girlfriend shit or even living together type shit like mm-hmm. you can step whenever the fuck you want bitch yeah. i'm out yeah you know what i'm saying you can <laughs> yeah. just cut um you if you actually believe in the marriage shit like i do that was completely taken off the table for me mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so for me it became no matter how difficult i may be or my wife may be we got to work this shit out whatever the problem is um so i think that's probably the biggest like realization type of thing was you just committed to this so work your shit out you know figure out how you're gonna do it it may not be the same every single time but you gotta go into it with the mindset of yo this is my wife you know what i'm saying this who i chose to be with you know me and carrie was talking last night and i was like i just feel like couples don't set goals for their marriages anymore where like for me my grandparents were married 65 plus years before my grandfather died. You know what I'm saying? For me, that's a goal. You know what I'm saying? But in, in that goal, I got to know that in five years, she's going to be a different person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and what I mean by different is the interests change. Now, the values and principles shouldn't change like that because those are foundational elements of who that person is, why you chose to marry them. But the interest may change, and that can range from sex to food to TV shows, whatever. Mm-hmm. The interest may change. I'm cool with the interest changing. Yesterday's vi- price is not today's. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but it's it's just Market price. <laughs> it's just it's just the thought, like you know, that nah, I'm I'm here. I can't I can't I can't leave I can't leave now. Marriage is like for me is the commitment to working through shit. Mm-hmm. And I said that in my vows, you know, because I told Carrie when we was dating, you know, I'm regardless of what the issues may may have been, I was like, I'll keep working on this until I'm tired of working through it. Mm-hmm. That's when we're boyfriend and girlfriend shit. When I'm tired of working through shit with you, whatever problems that may be, because 
relationships got issues, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I know we tend to focus on like cheating and that type of shit, but it could be I'm tired of how you decide to make the fucking bed. You yeah. know what I'm saying? There's just a lot of <laughs> shit that annoys us and aggravates With all us. All your pillows? All I'm them fucking those. psychopath <laughs> pillows, right? <laughs> but like when I said in my vows, like to me that was a commitment to say I'm going to continue to work through the shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just removing that flexibility of being able to like peace out is probably the biggest thing. I totally agree. I honestly don't have much to say besides the fact that you know after we got married we didn't get a honeymoon phase. We didn't experience. Y'all just the honeymoon took your honeymoon. Phase. Yeah. Yeah. We two years wow. later we just went on our honeymoon for COVID. one. But even the phase it wow. was literally like. Of course, we were on this high, but we jumped right back into, like, moving, moving, moving. That's the like downside we, to being self-employed, too. Yeah, like and you also... got to, especially as an influencer, it's right back. It's yeah, right back. you go right back into it. There's expectations. There's deadlines. And then we move. We just picked up and moved. I didn't want to be in San Antonio anymore. It was like, we, we went to school moved here. Moved to the other fucking side of DFW, by the way. But we were closer than five hours. <laughs> but we moved. So we didn't really go through a honeymoon phase because also yeah. our home became something where it's like, he's always said our home is a place of fellowship. Yeah. So whatever our friends, our family need, we're going to use our home as a place of fellowship. Yeah, so we had a homie living with us the the first year. Yeah, of so our we marriage. didn't. The honeymoon so phase was like we wasn't fuck walking no. around bucket naked that first year. We yeah, because so like eight, eight o'clock, five to bucket naked. Yeah, listen, because hey, eight o'clock she was when the kids this, she was cooking this morning ass naked. I said, ha. I know that's right. <laughs> I walked in. I was like, ha. <laughs> hey, she had a knife listen. in her hand. She was talking to me like, and we eat turkey bacon, so we ain't got to worry about the popping of the grease and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's like we we kind of had to pause the honeymoon phase because mm-hmm. as a wife like if if there's somebody else living in our home i can't just walk around however i you want can't. to with the kids but you also eight o'clock kids. they go to bed after that i'm finna look however i want to look mm-hmm. whatever he wants whatever he likes but we didn't get that for a year yeah so after that year was up we went on our honeymoon yeah shit kind of changed it was like what you, you trying to be on you had a great time though on that honeymoon. yeah and got yeah, covered right lit. after i'm <laughs> happy for y'all oh boy, <laughs> but it was nice yeah. it was really nice but i agree with everything that you said mm-hmm. for today yeah for today <laughs> my turn yeah it's your turn i do want to give a tip too Mm -hmm. just real quick for all the couples um and i'm not trying to shade hold on real quick listen here michael (laughs) um just just as a tip you (laughs) know what i'm saying because um you know we were one of the first in our group to kind of be in these types of relationships and shit like that we're also super close with our people and stuff like that i'm just gonna tell all couples this Please do not allow allow outside relationships to affect your relationship. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because Carrie and I, you know, it's, it's spouses, right? So you, y'all going to have certain conversations, especially if major shit is coming up in, like, y'all friends' relationships and shit like that. Do not allow that to affect your relationship. Um, don't allow that doubt and worry and anxiety and all that type of shit seep into your relationship when your relationship is going to come with its own shit. For example, say we went through something uh, and you're having a conversation with him or vice versa, 
Well, I remember a time where if I'm saying like we went through something or he was cheating hypothetically and he started acting like this and you're like, well, I remember you started giving me that type of energy. You know, now you're affect you're letting our issues affect your relationship. Yeah. Amen. And now Don't you're doubting that. him and what he yeah. was doing and how he was feeling. And so it's fucking with y'all's dynamic. We have to, we have a lot of conversations about other marriages and relationships. And at the end of the day, we have to come back and say, this is where we are. Yeah. Granted, because we get in heated debates. Like, well, if this was me, nigga, I'm gone. Me and my kids, we out. <laughs> I can take care of myself. But you have no. to bring it back in. Like, why are you even speaking, for example, divorce into your marriage? Yeah. And you're not even in mm. that place. But so. I will say, like, it's it, if it comes to you, it just comes to you, right? Any situation. I'm not saying don't be there for your friends and all that type of shit or your family, whatever the fuck. Be there for those relationships. Um, it is a good opportunity to have some of those tougher conversations so you can really understand how your spouse feels about that specific topic, whether it be cheating or house cleaning or whatever. Yeah. The relations got a million problems at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Um, but use that as an opportunity. Yeah, have that discussion with your spouse. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Just to get a better understanding of how your spouse thinks, feels, and that type of shit. But don't allow it to creep in to where it's actually altering your relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you want to be extremely aware when you're having those types of dialogues, you know what I'm saying, about different relationships and shit like that. Because I'm just going to keep it a bug. If, if you got a best friend, you know what I'm saying, you know they probably talking about shit with they, with they spouse and all that mm-hmm. type of shit because it's on them. You know, when I look yeah. at, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, I learned, I, 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 not to interrupt you, brother, but I learned like it's like, if you tell something to somebody that's married, expect their spouse to know. Yeah, not so, Oh yeah, he gonna know. Yeah, exactly. He gonna know. Exactly. That's I learned exactly that. What I was it is. like, <laughs> okay, girl, bye. Bye. Nah, nah. That's ex- <laughs> right, that's exactly how it is. But it's, it, Wait till I tell you. Don't leave her hanging. Hey, you just let her hang. Just let her hang. I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, but and it's like that though because of how close people really are. You know what I'm saying? And so. Like, I believe, you know, especially with these two birds, you know what I'm saying? No, wait a minute. No, they're extremely protective (laughs) of each other, you know what I'm saying? And and (laughs) want to make sure their spaces are positive spaces, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So you understand why, you know what I'm saying, there might be dialogue and that type of shit and where people are coming from. But you always want to make sure you maintain your relationship. Mm -hmm. Always make sure you do that, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, what I've also learned is... You only get one piece of the conversation too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So you <laughs> Damn, can have a you can have a conversation. You know, y'all may have a, a conversation about whatever's going on with Brian Michael or with me and me and Carrie, but you're not getting Michael's perspective. Mm-hmm. You're not getting my perspective. You don't. You know what I'm saying. So you can make these relationship altering types of decisions and change your behaviors based off one piece of a puzzle. Yeah, but mm-hmm. that you know? always goes back to. Talk to couples that are on the same wavelength as you. You don't don't go to single people for advice because they can like, bitch, leave him. He but tripping. You can't say that because some single people give good advice. No, per my way. But you have to filter, make filter sure it. that you're on you're on the same you wavelength are. with those mm-hmm. people. Like you talk to people that want to see your marriage work. They want to yeah. see it prosper. If you go to somebody that's like, oh, he did this, bitch, just leave him. 
those aren't the people that you want. Not not even saying like you shouldn't, but you want to talk to people that want yeah. to see your relationship work. Mm-hmm. If I if you've done the worst possible thing ever, I want to tell Bree, okay, look at the things that he's done right. Mm-hmm. does this and mistake does. outweigh what he's <laughs> been doing right so mm-hmm. now you guys have to work through that go to god and that's always going to be what we tell anybody yeah. you need to take that relationship to god and that should be your foundation Good anyway life. you want to have people around you that mm-hmm. love you but support the team exactly and you that's the thing saying? they be- said the women there supported the team as well, it was like, but what I what I love now that I'm not there, because at that time I was like, bitches, y'all supposed to be supporting me. <laughs> I was upset when they was like, you was wrong too. I was like, I was not yeah. wrong. But that's what you need. That's what I needed. Yeah, facts. And that's what had me come home and say what I said to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and you I, don't want I, yes I, men. You don't yes. want yes men. Yes exactly. men don't create no and value. And I have women yeah. in my bridal court who speak their mind who say exactly what they want to say and know what they're going to say no matter what happens and that's what i like because growing up too it was more like you need to be this way Mm -hmm. in this box and i have women who think outside the box every single five five women (laughs) think outside the box then we have the other three you know nieces they just there but (laughs) they think outside the box and that's great for you because uh you also have to realize just our relationship I've seen you in other situations. Mm-hmm. So to see this and know that it's something different. Oh, bitch. No, y'all going to work it out. <laughs> you going to go talk. You going to figure it the fuck out. She is the person who says that every like, time. You figure every it time. out. Like, it's not supposed to be easy. And that's, coming, and, and that's coming from the person who's also not a talker like that. And I'm like, a grudge holder. Like, Carrie... Oh damn! Like, damn. not bro. It used to be like pulling teeth trying to get Carrie to talk about situations. Same. Like, I didn't talk to my mother in four years. Yeah, bro. Like Carrie, bro. I did. Okay, because you know I'm the one that's I like, did. don't talk to her. I'm not going. <laughs> yeah, but like mm-hmm. when I'm me all and Carrie first happiness. <laughs> nah, when me and Carrie first started dating and we would have issues, Carrie's like shut down. I'm not talking, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about this is coming from like drives from Dallas to San Antonio. So imagine yeah. sitting there for fucking five hours and oh damn, a motherfucker not trying to say some shit. That's and I had to tell her like, no, we, we've we've had situations like that, but, but it's rare. It, mm-hmm. But I, it's not, I've had it's to not tell her straight up, nah, because for that. me, I'm not holding on to shit because I'm a life and death type of person. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's how I evaluate all situations. Yeah. Do I need to talk? He let it go. I let it off. <laughs> Two minutes. He yeah. over it. Yeah. I don't piss for days. I'm talking about. I can yeah. go. I can go punch a wall and next second be like, "What's up? What were we finna eat?" No. <laughs> like. <laughs> and I don't know if you realize this, Francis. You are my Buddha in my head. <laughs> no, haven't I said that? I was like, you know what, Francis wouldn't have done this. Because what would you, Francis do? <laughs> that literally should be a bracelet that I wear because literally, like, well, Francis' person is so in touch with God, and that's always been a goal of mine, but just so in touch with God that he literally prays about it, and he's done. Not to take over y'all shit another shot question. No. I do want to just say also I appreciate y'all for, you know what I'm saying? We appreciate so y'all wanting to you know, do it, you know? Outside of just... The podcast shit, mm-hmm. and just y'all's positions in our lives and all that yeah. type of y'all shit. Y'all family. You know what I'm saying? Hey, fam. Come on. <sighs> that shit nasty. One of these grocery stores might get hella money out of me today. <sighs> I have one question. So wait, is it going to be a together question? Or is it gonna yes, be it's together. 
that got nothing. Okay, okay so you're going to ask your own question? For now. Yeah, yeah, I got Because you're like, wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My question is, if at all, what doubts do you have going into marriage? Y'all so married. Y'all so married. You weren't married and like not you ran and, a marathon, damn. And, and not that just a disclaimer, not that it's a bad thing at all. So, but what are some things that scare you going into it? And I just want to put out there, at, our wedding was supposed to start at five. <laughs> at four thirty, I completely went numb and was ready to walk out that motherfucker. Oh shit! Not yeah. anything to do with me. Yeah, no, nah, it wasn't nothing to do with her. Uh, it was like us that, though. it was just like as a man, like. Oh shit! Yeah, like I went from being on a high because my partner called me from jail. <laughs> I went from like, oh fuck, my nigga's killing it. You know what I'm saying? To like, oh shit, this finna happen. Mm-hmm. Like, and it wasn't until y'all see me coming out clapping my. Well, I don't, no, y'all weren't out yet. No, you right might have seen when I come out clapping mm-hmm. my hands to that Kendrick, where I was good. <laughs> so. It's yeah. so, what I'm saying is be comfortable with your reservations because I had them up until mm-hmm. I walked out and I knew the ceremony was going. Damn. Uh-huh. Um, reservations. We're talking about reservations. Um, growing up, like I never, I never really like strove to be married in general because growing up, like, uh, I mean, my my dad had had problems that like made me. Say, hey, this whole marriage shit, like, I don't know if I even ever want to do this. I was like, shit, I was going to be, like, on the wood, like, macking, hanging yeah. forever. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, so like, marriage marriage in general was something, like, I wasn't sure I would ever even, like, want to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, that was that was my major reservation. It's like, this whole marriage thing, like, am I, am I doing it for me because I want to do it? Or am I doing it to please her? Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, going into it, like... Sometimes, like, I still question as time goes on. I, I doubt it less and less. You know, uh, that was, like, my general reservation. It's like, in my life, I never had a good example, example of yeah. what marriage was. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I feel like I'm going in this bitch, like, yeah. head first. Like, <laughs> I got to figure this shit out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that that kind of makes it a challenge because, like, I grew up. My step came to the picture, I was like, it was, what was it, 03? Was we, like, in the third grade? Everybody the same age here. No, I'm, <laughs> I was like, what? I'm saying like, oh, oh, I'm trying, trying to get you to make the calculation. Oh, three was we like, was we like in the no, third like grade, sixth grade, no, sixth grade? Like sixth grade? Yeah. seventh grade? Yeah, I was, I was like, it's crazy because that's when my dad and my my stepmoms moved to really? Texas. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, but three was a big year. Yeah, <laughs> and we had fifty cent. Hey, you know? <laughs> shit! LeBron came into the league. Facts, Melo came yeah. into the wow, league. Wow, it was wild. Oh, was 03 draft class was the shit. But <laughs> y'all off task. But anyway, <laughs> no wonder we were an emotional wreck. We yeah. had too much shit going on in two thousand three. <laughs> shit, Chappelle show was out. <laughs> that was hey, that's all. But but it's like growing up, like you know, you like I feel like my stepdad and my mom were a good example of what marriage was, but it was like it wasn't my dad and my mom. You know what I mean? So I don't like I'm I'm going into marriage like not knowing what that truly is like like here you know what i mean because yeah, yeah, yeah. i i grew up without it you know which by the way was a blessing <laughs> because you know you know how you was talking about earlier how uh <laughs> how you know a uh, 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 husband and wife are in this together mm-hmm. da, da, da. my parents disagreed all the time so when i would piss <laughs> one off 
Uh, my dad lived 15 yeah. minutes away. I go to my dad crib and be like, "Should I get a fresh start?" Oh, so you, know, you was the manipulator? Oh yeah. I would, <laughs> yes. Not a manipulator. Yes. I use the system to my advantage. You just took advantage of opportunities. Exactly. That's all. Exactly. You just worded it better. That's it, all. Exactly. You took it. You you take advantage of the opportunities Lord. that are presented to you. And when you have parents that are living separate, you take advantage. You. Uh, I mean, I would much rather, you know, have a household where, right. You know, they they live together. Mm-hmm. And you know, Bree uh, contrasting that like with Bree. Bree has uh, the perfect example of that. You know, her parents have been together. Like you know, ma- no marriage is perfect, but you know they've been together her whole life. So that's all she knows is looking mm-hmm. at as a kid mm-hmm. from from you know the time that she was born all the way up until now. Her parents have been together, and that's all she knows. Yeah, you know, yeah, she doesn't know that like you know, struggle, dad. You know, in and out of what, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna talk bad about my pops because you know that's what pops. Right, because we love pops. You know what I'm saying? But uh, that whole like broken home type of thing, like mm-hmm. she doesn't, she doesn't know that. So she's much better prepared for marriage right. than I am. So like, like I have doubts about myself even to this day. Like, you know, uh, not being prepared that makes me feel like if our marriage fails, it's gonna be because of something that I did because. Mm-hmm. I wasn't ready or I didn't know how to handle the situation right. or something like that. So, you know, when you talk about reservations, that's like one of the biggest ones that I have. So one thing I'll say to that, and Jerry Seinfeld said this on Wale album, uh, I think it's on matrimony actually. Um, when you talk about being prepared, mm-hmm. there's nothing that's actually going to prepare you for marriage. You can do the counseling, you can read the scriptures, you can do all of that, mm-hmm. but it's something completely new. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, that thought of being prepared or not, you're not going to be, bro. Like, at the end of the day. Like, <laughs> it's just because you've never had a wife, at least from our knowledge. You ain't never had a wife before. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I'm ben, saying? I have no other I've family. Never, I've never had a wife, <laughs> period. Right? So, you got a family and kids so in the Jamaica. Thing about it is, is it's, it's just like anything <laughs> new that you commit to. You know what I'm saying? Like, you didn't know how prepared you were for hoop when you finally decided to commit to hoop. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, so it's it's new. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I come from the broken shit, too. Like, if, if I'm being transparent, you know what I'm saying? I came when my dad and my mom's was actually separated and my dad met my biological mom. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I come from that. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And so a big part of me was is I didn't want to go through the same type of shit that I went through as a kid. Mm-hmm. And that's why I got married. And the biggest thing I'll tell you, bro, and this is just relationships in general, you know, because we've been married for two. <laughs> we've probably together, been living bro, together. Also. We've been together for six. We were living together after maybe like six months. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So and and right. you got kids and you got kids <laughs> involved with that too, right? So for mm-hmm. me, like like, my mama said, you know, once my mama met Jade, it was kind of a wrap after that, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, that's that's what it was. She was telling my siblings this. Like, nah, her little chunk She was going to be around even if he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the biggest thing with marriage, bro, you feel me? And scripture says, what credit is there in loving somebody that loves you? It's easy loving somebody that loves you mm-hmm. because you're, re- you're receiving that back. Where the real credit comes in is... When you're loving somebody who ain't giving you that love back. Mm-hmm. And that's the big thing for marriage. There's going to be times we talked earlier about the liking and dislike type of shit. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be times where you're not feeling that love from Bree. She's not feeling that love from you. 
But are you showing that love outside? Where we, we we came up with the internet and hella media, so we keep thinking that love is just this fuzzy feeling and good mm-hmm. vibes and all that type of shit. Love, yeah. love is action. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So like, what got us through those pregnancies was me showing her love, regardless of how I was feeling, regardless of what I was receiving. Now I'm not saying be a bitch and just let motherfuckers run over you. It's it's not even about that. It's just about let me show love regardless. Mm-hmm. Let me do the right thing regardless. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it's about, bro. You're gonna go through doubts. You're gonna go through questions. Shit, we're two years in, been through some shit. We done been through my mistakes. We done been through my mama dying, my grandma dying, little sis dying. We done just came out of her being in the hospital for five days. That's yeah. two years in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's shit. first year. First year we moved to a completely different city and had to deal with a completely different personality. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And and so like Great, yeah. not to interrupt you, yeah. but also just for you guys to understand, I think more than anything, I wanted to get up and go. Mm-hmm. But I completely, and not in a malicious way, I completely uprooted him and moved him away from all his family. Yeah, okay. I'm talking about hella cousins. Like my mama, mom. Lived, and you gotta think, my mama lived down the street. That I was could, the house. I that could was walk. The house. Yeah, I could walk to my mama's house. Yeah. And you gotta think, you know, a year in, then my mama get cancer. You know what I'm saying? When you when you think about the role that I play in my family, my sister calls and says, my nephew acting up. I'm like, cool, I'll come talk to him. And she's like, no, I'm already outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the type of position I hold in my in my family. You know what I'm saying? But, again, it's just about, hey, this what, let me show my, my wife this love. Do I necessarily agree with it? No. I didn't agree necessarily when we moved into our apartment. You know what I'm saying? I understood why she did it, but it was like cool. We had to go. You feel me? But again, you're 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 never gonna be totally prepared for it. There's nothing. I don't believe that because if there was something you could be totally prepared for, it now we're talking about perfection. Yeah, got gotcha. you. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Nothing's perfect. And and nothing's perfect. You know, one thing y'all gotta understand is y'all are going to change. And I mentioned this earlier. Your interests are gonna change. The thing, you know what I'm saying? Your interests are going to change. You feel me? Y'all are going to get older. Your bodies are going to change. You know what I'm saying? You know, I told my little sister, you know, niggas like to think with they dick all the time, but don't understand that one day that motherfucker not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? I'm just Wait, keeping it a thousand. Just so you know, no matter what, that is going in a pocket. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's cool. Nah, it's already been on the gram, so it's 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 solid. You know what I'm saying? But but again, you know the commitment. The commitment has to be to showing love. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Regardless, you're gonna be different once y'all say I do. Yeah. And <laughs> y'all are gonna be different once y'all say y'all say I do. And what's crazy about it is neither one in. Neither one of y'all even know how y'all are going to be different. Right? Like, you can't even prepare each other <laughs> you, for it. You can't prepare for it. You know, my grandparents were married 65 years. That's probably the best example I got <laughs> in marriage. But mm-hmm. they also had to deal with the military lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They had to deal with military lifestyle. My grandfather, uh, I believe, he owned a club and all sorts of shit like that. You dig what I'm saying? They, You, you know what I'm saying? They come from a whole bunch of different shit, a whole com- completely different time period. My my grandmother was 89 when she passed in, mm-hmm. in September. 
So think about the different generational types of things and exposure yeah. to different things. You know, so, you feel Hell, me? You like, be surprised how long Daddy's family lasts. That's, that's wisdom, right there. Yeah, right? I ain't that wisdom. You know what I'm saying? Like so like, I understand the reservations because I I've been there, but it's just one of those things. Like, you got to go into it. The mindset is what gets you right. The mm-hmm. spirit and the mindset is what gets you right for it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to commit to this person. And like I told Carrie my vows, I'm committing to working through shit. That's even what with I, the vacuum lines. That's what even, I remember. Even with the, yeah, even with the vacuum lines. <laughs> to, this you know, to this day. And they still there. You feel me? Like, you're not going to be fully prepared. You know, I didn't expect to get, and, and, and even with marriage, bro, you have no idea. We're 30. You know what I'm saying? We got so much life to live, God willing. We don't know what the fuck is going to be thrown at us. I didn't expect to be bringing New Year's with my wife in the hospital. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm yeah. talking about when you think about them five days, I got my three kids pretty much on my own. You feel me? And the whole time for five days, she not eating or drinking shit. You know what I'm saying? And so, and she got a heart condition. So, like, I, I'm not expecting that. That's yeah. not something. There's nothing that could have prepared me for that moment because I didn't even know it was coming. Mm-hmm. Y'all got so much life to live together. Y'all don't know what the fuck is coming. Do y'all remember when we thought thirty was old? Oh, man. oh shit, man! Like, I, I remember thought, my sister turned thirty. I said, "You a old motherfucker." Man. I thought it Bro. was so weird to be, you know, like if you thought about it, getting married. At thirty, and I'm gonna get married at thirty-one, <laughs> bro. Man, look. So this was this was all part of my master plan, honestly. Oh lord. <laughs> no, I said, look. I said, look. I'm I'm about like six months behind, but I said, look. I'm a, cause my parents always told me it's like, yo, you need to, you need you need to date what you don't want. My that's what my dad said to me. He said, "Yo, you need to date what you don't want." Like, if I didn't date, if I wasn't, a, if I wasn't a hoe in my twenties, oh, for it. at least part of it, I get it. Like, you need you need to date around so mm-hmm. you know, so you know what you don't want. I know exactly what I wanted. So when I came yeah. to you, when I got to you, I was like, "Shit," I knew what it was because my mama told me to date too. So so while uh, I was in a relationship, was like, Yo, you need your whole faces <laughs> because they 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 teach you about yourself. Yeah, like, and that made me a good judge of character. So when I met you, I was like, "Yo." Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. So, so we've had a lot of breaks since then, but I'm trying to remember the question. And the question I feel like was, "What is like? What are, are we prepared?" Right? No, it was. Are do you, you have any reservations? reservations? Bro said there was an issue of feeling. Pre- his reservation was not necessarily feeling or going there through go. periods where he didn't feel prepared for. Okay. It. Okay. So the, to answer the question, um, yes. Just like normal people, you have reservations. Um, but I know my reservations are, is the word waned? It's waned just because of the person I am mm-hmm. and the person I chose to be with. So the person I am is I don't make decisions lightly. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> I stress about the decisions forever. <laughs> so I don't make decisions lightly. When I make a decision, it's usually final for a reason. Yeah. And so when I chose to say yes to this man, no matter what we could be going through in our private lives, it was because I knew that we could get through it. Mm -hmm. And then having to be like, you know, (laughs) 
<laughs> waning a situation. We're laughing, but for those of you who can't see us, little Callie is drinking. <laughs> is drinking air. <laughs> drinking the hell out that air. Um, the reason that I also, you know, said yes to this man is that to get me where I'm getting, it takes a lot. I am not a person who just introduces anyone to my family and friends. Mm-hmm. I'm not a person who just says yes to anything. Most likely it's no to everything. <laughs> and yeah. so to be with this man that I call Michael Copeland, it is a person that I chose as well as who chose me to move through life together. So do I have some pers- you know, persuasions? Do I have some thoughts? Yes, because, of course, we change. And as we've changed within our what? We got engaged in 2020? 2020. 2020 in December it is now 2022 of February. We've had a lot of changes. Just in that time, yeah. Yeah, we've had a lot of changes. We've still talked to our premarital counselor. And we need her. Yes. Hey, we, <laughs> Love we, you, Dr. Ruby. We spend a lot of times with ours, too. Yes. Even and after that's, marriage. I think yeah. that's important. Yeah. That's important. It's to think, in, in, you know, I'm going to finish this thought, but I'm going to reflect on something. Um, we've changed a lot and since he's proposed to me. And we've had a lot of stuff come up. Not just like, you know, no, my man is faithful. My man is, is healthy. My man is a leader. He does what he needs to do. However, you know, it's things that we didn't think would come up, which is like, you know, childhood traumas and just things like that that affect how you think moving in a unit. And it's not just him; it's me. <laughs> we got, we both got shit we're dealing with. We got, I got dealing with my mama from 2019. Mm-hmm. That's stuff that is affecting our relationship. And I thought it was so perfect because my question was going to be that to you: that how your lives coexist with your relationship. And I say that because again, you said year of death. That was your mm-hmm. or time of death. Yeah. That was your your speech. You've had months where you've had people close to you pass away. Mm-hmm. And literally me sitting in the parking lot waiting for a COVID test result was when I realized that I've had a lot of death that's happened in my life that I kind of just passed over. But now since it's come with my mother, mm-hmm. that it's affecting me. Mm-hmm. So again, I have no... No, 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 knowing of what you're going through with your mom passing. However, with my mom almost passing, it is fucked up. Yeah, no. <laughs> my normalcy for the, what, past two years? Mm-hmm. And that's a hard thing to get. And so to hear you two, which is why I wanted you on, to hear you two about, like, you know, kids, life, military, just things, just going through y'all's life to make y'all have to, like, go through the speed bumps in life. Mm-hmm. It's very welcoming to people. I feel like us. I don't know if it's welcome to everybody, but I feel like <laughs> us because we've had that. And yeah. it's definitely disrupted what you would think was your honeymoon phase to like reality. Like, nah, I got you, bitch. You but got you know, this. <laughs> it's, it's crazy because you also got to look at it, though. Like, where does the honeymoon phase even really come from? Right. You know, a lot of this shit are man-made constructs mm-hmm. to put us in certain spaces positions that you know i'm I'm a faith-based individual i ain't found the word the phrase honeymoon phase in the bible at all Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying life is life 
You feel me? You know, yeah, I went through that period of death, but remember, Carrie was getting ready to deploy, and this was 2017. So we're two years in. We're two years in just to our. We're, good. we're oh, two okay. we're two sure? years into our relationship. This is kid number three. She good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're we're two years into our relationship, and Carrie's dad passes. You know what I'm saying? So we went through the whole ringer of. <laughs> Of of, of, of of life and dead. <laughs> I'm gonna kill the kid. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sure, should, should be all right. But no, like, but but that's what it's about. You're com- with marriage. You're committing to going through the life shit. You know, y'all have already dealt with it with parents getting sick and all that type of shit. You know, there's gonna be more of that. Hey, and guess what? There's gonna come a point in time where one of y'all gets sick. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? There's going to come a point in time yeah. one of your kids is sick. An aunt, you know what I'm saying? Somebody close to you. There's this life, bro. This life shit is real like and it's it don't give a fuck what your name is, how good your heart is or none of that shit. It's still coming. It's coming regardless. You feel me? And and but that type of thought process of that's who I committed to do this type of shit with. Mm-hmm. That's the type of shit that helps you get through the through the shit. Is mm-hmm. I know life, death, and especially now with death, I know I can rely on this person. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not saying I can't rely on nobody else because there was other people. You there. can't, baby. It's just me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the only person. <laughs> only me. Nah. That's the only person <laughs> available to you. Nah. It's me. But, but it's, there's, oh, so, you got. there's so much value, you know what I'm saying, knowing that day in and day out, no matter what the fuck I'm going through, and death being the worst thing, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No matter what's going on, I was at death, you know what I'm saying? And wasn't nobody rocking with me like yeah. my wife. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about we we almost fucking in Amarillo driving to California and got to drive four and a half, five hours in a completely different direction because she's like, nah, your mom only got two weeks. Let's go. Yeah. Completely put her her vacation plans, our daughter birthday plans, all that shit on the back burner because it's like, nah, this shit's real. You need to go be with your mom. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even a conversation, though. It was just like, you know what the fuck you need to do. Yep. You feel me? So when you got that, like, when you talk about being prepared, mm-hmm. that's probably the closest to being prepared as you can be is having that motherfucking soldier with you. That's gonna rock with you through all this shit, ups and downs, and outside mis- outside shit going on, inside shit going on. Just having somebody that's like, bro, we gonna go through the turnovers. We gonna go through when we up twenty, down twenty. We gonna go through all that type of shit. You know, basketball reference for, for my brother here. You know what I'm saying? Nah, cause 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 that's what it is. Shout out to sports. We all play sports. Like that, those are the real ebbs and flows of life. I mean, and not even to like, <laughs> I, I, now that he said that, I use a lot of sports terms in our relationship and I ran track. It's natural. We don't have a lot of sports terms. <laughs> no, nah, we don't. But it's but crazy. It's crazy how pump your arms. No, nah, but it's <laughs> no, nah, but it's like run straight, turn not, left. No, nah, but you ran, you <laughs> ran track, right? So, like, imagine something like the 400. 
You know yeah. what I'm saying? Endurance. You're going to have to give, you're going to have to have their endurance, but you know, in different pockets of that race, you got to give more energy. You got to give less that's energy. True. Mm-hmm. That's what it, that's what it really is. That's you know just what I'm another pocket people for y'all to put your children in sports. <laughs> please, I never really please. understood what in the pocket meant. In the pocket? It was in the pocket. I mean, I don't yeah. honestly know where the term came from, but I'm always reaching in my pockets and then you reach in and you're like, Ooh, this is a nice place to be. <laughs> and then you take your hands out and you're like, Oh, they're in your pockets. I feel what? like it's. <laughs> I just do. I do. I feel like it's a nice place to be in the pocket. Uh-huh. Like even when you say like eight board, eight ball corner pocket, you're like, ah, oh, that's a comfortability space. Like yeah. you know, because the other pockets are like that's a more typical, right? Yeah. The other ones are more difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I just know how many okay. shots in are the we? few times that I play pool, which is at yeah. oh, see, that's why I can't relate. Date. I don't. But it's, I don't play it's, pool. It's really, <laughs> it's it's really, you know what I'm saying? It's really just a life race. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And you don't necessarily as much as you can practice. You can go to practice and run the four hundred every still fucking fuck day, up at a track and meet. still fuck up at a track meet. Which is brief. You know, what I'm <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, but at the end of the day, it's because you never know what your body's really gonna give you once you get there. Yep. You can practice, and the probability of your body doing X, Y, and Z is higher. So there's some mm-hmm. shit y'all can do to make the probability of success higher. But you just never know. Mm-mm. You feel me? And with life, like I said, you might be on, on that last leg. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of elderly couples, they're on that last leg of that foe, honey. Yep. And they're dealing with the most sickness. They're dealing with death. They're dealing with thinking about, the, you know, they say, you know, when you get to that, that 60 range, your your thought is death. I hear. Yeah. It's crazy <laughs> like that you mentioned that last death. leg, though. Because that's... It's literally like in the track and field world. That's all heart. Yes. That last. I just want to point yeah. out, baby. I was always last leg. You know. That's all it is. <laughs> you, you know what's crazy? Like over it's crazy the last. You said all heart. So, it's all heart. That's that was my leg in college mm-hmm. and in high school. So that's I the title of this episode: All Heart. <laughs> <laughs> so I I I talked to Sick I talked to seniors professionally about life insurance. So, so death comes up all the time. Mm-hmm. So I've learned like the whole mindset of like you know people sixty people that are on like their second half of life. It's like around like fifty five. Mm-hmm. Your whole fucking like outlook changes mm-hmm. it's like you know you got more days behind you than in front of you yeah. that's, that's that back end so it's like yes. it's like but the thing is is like a lot of it, a lot of people have a lot of like serenity around that fact mm-hmm. it's surprising i'd be like damn shit i got i gotta do this i gotta do that it's like i've met so many people and they're like shit no nah, i'm cool man i've 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 lived i've done this i've done that i'm which is crazy because my 30 is my serenity you think so? You ain't you ain't no, made it to fifty five. No, but I'm saying literally, like now my stress is coming from the wedding. Mm-hmm. It's coming from starting fucking two new businesses, mm-hmm. three if you want to count social media. I, I understand, it, but, look, but, but look. I'm saying it's it's counting from that. But for me though, I'm just saying is that I understand older people saying fifty being their serenity because their parents probably met at fifteen. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. now with our parents, <laughs> here, baby. Oh, yeah, baby our behind. parents. Meeting at like 30, mm-hmm. which my mom has pointed out that I'm living her life, which is kind of weird. She's pointed out that I'm living her life. She met my dad at 28, mm-hmm. married at, 30, at 29, 
and then got married and I'm living her life. And so to to hear that, it's almost like, well, shit, I feel like 30 was what I was trying to make it to. And I have been blissful ever since. 1201 turning 30 i have been blissful ever since like yeah there's a little stress because of the wedding and because of different circumstances but for the most part i ain't i mean knock on wood i ain't worried about dying i ain't worried about all this stuff i feel like that's the new 30 because the way that we put the pressure on ourselves uh td jakes and i don't follow him a lot but he was on a podcast or some shit one time and he said one of the biggest yeah. issues he has with the black community is we make ourselves old. We do. 25, 30, oh my, oh my fucking God. God. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? And he said, but when you look at white folks, white folks turning 70 and running for president. Still looking. <laughs> still looking. So 80. imagine looking 200, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. but, right? but saying, hey, at 70, I can run a whole fucking country. Yeah. And that's something that I think as as black people, we got to get out of. You know what I'm saying? When I look at, like, we look at Jay-Z as being a pinnacle. You know, Jay-Z didn't release that first album until 26. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 2 Chainz didn't really get on. And the and the yeah. folks that were older. older. 2 Chainz was older. When we look at. was like almost 30, right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And then when we look at the artists that we mess with now, they're already almost 40. The mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Beyonce, the Coles, the Kendricks, they're already into their 30s. You know what I'm saying? And there's now they're at that point where what's now, his what's his name cousin just got just died. Uh, she had he had, he had a wife and like two kids. Oh, Dolph. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. he like fifty five or some shit? No, I don't think he was, he was that old, but he 40s. he was in his forties yeah, though. Yeah, like he was, but, but you he know, didn't get put on till late. And like I, I was listening to a song by uh by a dude named Benny the Butcher, and mm-hmm. he was on Breakfast Club and talking about yeah I'm on woo woo woo, and I'm like well let me see how old bro is bro thirty seven. Bro, 37, just now in the space of really being able to live out his dreams. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I think, you know, with the folks that get to that 55, 60, what it is is now they got a true vision of purpose. Yeah. Because now you're talking about quality versus quantity, right? Mm-hmm. So for us, we think we got all the quantity. So we we don't. And, and again, we all do it, right? So then we spent we spent, you know, our entire 20s. You feel me? Really starting at 18, doing all the drinking and the smoking and the partying mm-hmm. and all the shit like that because that's what drove our purpose. That's what we felt like we were supposed to be doing. Four Locos. <laughs> drinking Girl. Four Locos. Drink, booms. Ooh, MD2020, <laughs> shit like that, right? Yeah, you drink yeah. that shit too, man. Cheap as fuck. You know fuck. what I'm saying? Uh, you think I, the 20s are the peak and it's not. And it's, it's not. not. It's not. It's not. When you it's look learning, at, making that, mistakes. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so for us as black folks, we got to stop thinking that this this time is just so limited that we can't do the shit that we want to do. God tells us he'll give us our heart's desires if we follow him in a certain way. You know what I'm saying? And so there's stuff that we can do to really live how we want to live. You know, I've told Carrie, for me, even coming out of all that death and having, you know, relationships change and everything that I've been through. I'm probably in the best mental and spiritual space that I've ever been in. But it's not because, you know, my bills is paid. It's not because of who's in my life or out of my life or no shit like that. It's because right now I'm working on my purpose project. I'm working on my reasonable doubt. I'm working on my legacy project right now. Mm-hmm. That gives me the most joy. Mm-hmm. That, But it's because I'm living in purpose. So now at 30, you know what I'm saying? 
I feel like I'm living in purpose. So I got some of that peace that, you know what I'm saying, Bree was talking about. Yeah. You feel me? It's like I told you, it's the purpose over popularity. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's it's purpose over position. It's purpose over point in time. You feel me? It's about like, yo, am I really doing the things that fulfill me? Mm-hmm. You yeah. feel me? Am I really doing those things? And we get so caught up thinking that we're not allowed to do those things until we're 40. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not. So we've been conditioned to think and programmed to think we can't do the things that fulfill us until we retire and got the 401k and all that type of shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, you can do you can do that shit right now. You don't even think about that until you get the right mindset. Yeah, yeah. because we're, we're so caught up on the resources behind mm-hmm. purpose. You feel me? But folks don't really understand that the resources the resources come with purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You feel me? If God has put it on you to move in that direction, you're going to get everything that you need to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Whether it be a, a, a podcast or who I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Always. I've never wanted to work for anybody. He's not the nine to five guy. I'm not the nine to five guy. <laughs> I got a real problem with authority. I've never <laughs> been that. Like That's, I, I worked a job for shit. Two like legit like I worked at like a legit job like where I had to like clock in clock out for like shit two years I would dread it every minute Bro. of shit mm-hmm. and and like, now it's and- like working being an entrepreneur has been the greatest gift to my life because it allowed me to have the flexibility to say hey like I control the narrative yeah. I control what I do mm-hmm. and when I do it and how I do it right and that freedom especially con- when I have to go to work and he does it yeah <laughs> man so ba- like okay when I'm trying to when I'm trying to rush to make a sign in and he's like <laughs> so you're 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 kind of like a you're kind of like a hybrid. I know we got we got to get out of here. We're gonna outro here in a second. I got another question for you. But oh, oh shit! But no, you're 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 kind of you're kind of like a you're kind of like a hybrid to like the 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 schedule freedom because like you can like maneuver and do yeah. like when something happens, mm-hmm. you can maneuver your schedule around because like what you have is like a flight. Mm-hmm. You know, what yeah. I'm it's something that like you can say, okay, well I'm gonna put this in here and somebody else can cover my shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's not something to where, like, your your job is, like, so specialized that, like, somebody else can't do it. That's a gift for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you, I, I don't necessarily, you're not, like, you're you're not, like, a full-time entrepreneur, but you you still have a lot of flexibility that most people don't. Yeah. So. You're like an entrepreneur with benefits. Yes, yeah. exactly. And that's crazy. That's, and that's... Okay, so my last question, or, you know, my question for you guys, which I... I think now thanks for taking my question too. into our marriage how you know what i'm gonna say i'm talking about the first one. Oh, i want to know what boundaries if any have you guys set when it comes oh, to shit. your marriage do you want to go first yeah or you, go first? you go that's a tough one huh? no so okay <laughs> other than the people who have lost in this last year year and a half I haven't had to make any exceptions for um, friendships and things like that. They more so. (laughs) Wow. That is great. Please don't take that out. That is great content. Hey, that's great content. (laughs) That is great content. But. (laughs) Kelly says she needs it. But more so, I haven't had to have to change my relationship with my friends that are still here. Mm-hmm. Other than three or four that have left, um, 
Because honestly, they've been teaching me. Mm-hmm. Y'all gotta remember, your girl was not in a relationship <laughs> at all since high school. So, question. So, when I when I really mention like uh, boundaries, for example, say we wanted to no, ma'am. Say we wanted to go out or something, and you're used to, you know, just kind of checking in with your husband or cleaning things with your husband. Oh. Is it more like, hey, um, we want the girls want to go do this, but he's not really necessarily okay with that. Do you decline on going? What we to do what we wanted to do because of how your husband feels. So the only that. time that like I can think of that I've really stood in and say, "Yo, I draw the line here. You can't do this," is when she was. It was a what was it? It was a protest that she was going to or something like that. She was going. She was going to During like a, a no. It was Black Lives Black Lives Matter type Antonio? march. It was in here. No, it was it was here. Um, it was like a a Black Lives Matter uh march or whatever, and like every you know everything was in the news and uh and I'm like. Like, I just didn't, I, I feared for her safety because of all the shit that was going on. Like, should I have let her go? Like, probably, but I'm like, yo, like, I really it's a life. It's a life and death. Yeah, yeah. You know like, I'm like, I'm like, that's like, that, that's where I draw a line. I'm like, yo, like, I, I know that it's unlikely that something's going to happen to you, but I'm in an instance where, like, I feel like I, I'm her protector and I can't be that if she's going to go to that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not going to go and I'm not going to go with her while I support the cause. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go with her. And I don't want her to go because of the ramifications that can happen because of that. Other than that, I can't really name a time where I've said, hey, yo, these are this is a boundary. And you know what I'm saying? You you haven't crossed it. I've tried to, like, let her, you know, what I'm saying, do be her, do what she want to do, mm-hmm. stuff like that, because, like. I'm marrying her and I trust her to do the right thing in these situations. So, so to, to answer your question about boundaries, like there's very, there's very few times where I've stepped in and said, Hey, this is a boundary. You can't do this. Or I've said, Hey, you know, uh, uh, this is, this is off limits. You know what I'm saying? Outside of like normal relationship type shit. Do you guys feel comfortable saying, Hey, I don't necessarily agree with you doing this. I do. You do. I do. He doesn't always listen, but I do listen. I do say it. I take heed to what you say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least it's considered. Yeah, yeah, I always, I always say it just because I'm. No, actually, you know what? After what we've talked about today, no, I don't always say it <laughs> because after what we've talked about today, I've realized that sometimes I do censor myself just mm-hmm. because. I mean, again, Carrie and friends have known me since college. I have a sailor mouth. I say bad words, as well as I am point blank period, and so. Dealing with that with Michael, learning how he, in a relationship, you learn how that person moves, too, to incorporate what you move. I haven't been as point-blank period with him as I have been with Mm y'all. So that has been something that I've been having to work on, being more point-blank period. Would you agree? We just had that conversation today. At first, I would have said, hell yeah, I'm, no. <laughs> After the conversation today, no. Bri has not been very point like me. She, she said she she's nicer be. to me than she was to I her. am nicer to him than I've been to any person in my entire life, including Bethany. That's how it's, that, that's how it's I, supposed to be. I believe you. Yes. And so it takes a lot, though, because I am very point blank. Fuck you. This, this, that person. That's just the person I am. But, um. I'm trying to remember the But that's probably also one of the reasons why you also said yes to mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because he's the only person one making me want to change uh, it. You know, me, me and Carrie have talked about this a bunch of times. You know, 
there were some elements of my upbringing that I had to disregard in order to be with Carrie. I mm. come from a an environment where it's like, man, fuck these hoes, fuck these bitches. They all the same. <laughs> Get what you can out of yeah. them and, and cut turf. You know what I'm saying? Um, definitely big on uh, pointing out flaws. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I'm talking about we was looking at a woman's shoes to her knees. Like, if her knees weren't, like, the proper dimensions and shapes, it was like, man, fuck her. And what's she talking about? Like, yep. like, <laughs> like, you know, so that, I think that's major when you look at, you know, yeah. stepping into marriage. Like, this is somebody that, you, that you've been willing to go against your normal grain for. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and then it's dope because then you've also seen the value created from that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so so with the boundaries, um, I think the only boundary, I don't think I put any boundaries on you. Oh, the only boundary I said is that his ass has to come home at night. Mm -hmm. He would have a habit of getting too fucked up with the boys and sleeping over. Yeah, I don't like that. Mm -hmm. If you sleep over at the boys, I need to know. So just call me. Oh no, I'm picking you up. <laughs> oh no, you're I'm not doing home. that. I'm not doing that. I remember another no, friend you're of ours. Home. We're gonna have to say her name, but another friend of ours was like, "You want to come with me to pick him up?" I was like, "No, he's a grown ass man. He can pick himself up." I was like, "No," but as long as he tells me, yeah. "Hey, I'm staying over to such such house. I'm good. I made it to the house. I'm oh, good." When only play. Would... Only person house I go to is Terry House. Yes, but anyway, you know that was that was my thing. It was it was, and that's from my parents. Yeah. I have boyfriends. That were like he's the only guy. Like, I'm about to marry a man that's the same age as me. I've never dated a guy that was the same age as me. They were always two years older, <laughs> two or three years older, older at the too. most six years. I always I was gonna date an older guy like my daddy, and so the to say that in high school I'm a freshman dating someone who's a senior or dating someone who's a junior. My thing was my mom was always like, "Let me know where you at." It wasn't. Hey, you not can't go there. No, it was where you at every single step of the way. So with him, I think that's where it comes from. It's more like, hey, you left theory. Cool. Where y'all going? Water waffle house. All right, give me a waffle. Oh, you're not coming home. Okay, cool. Let me know when you wake up in the morning. That's mm-hmm. me. I would worry that he wasn't coming home. That something happened. As a black man, something happened on the streets of Dallas where he wasn't coming home. You know, so what? I just needed That's him to crazy know. crazy because people go into a frantic over, you don't need to have my location. You don't need to know mm-hmm. where I'm, how I'm moved and blah, 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 blah. The sole reason I want his location is because if you're going out and I know you're going to be drinking, smoking, whatever, when you say you're on your way home, I need to see that little pin moving on the highway. If I see that it's been in the same place for uh-huh. too long on the highway, I know something's wrong. I don't give a fuck about where hey. you tell me you are because I know did, that's where you it, are. Did you, it's funny you, know, you, it's wait, funny you said it. It's my question. Did you know <laughs> that uh, you that. are the reason why I ha- share a location? He wanted no. to share the location with me. But it was when, and again, this, take this out, Michael, if you want. I don't care. But it was when I was in Cancun. I finally had a long Cancun layover. And I had these senior mamas that did not want to do shit with me. And I was talking to her in Jakai, and I was like, I really want to go out. Mm-hmm. I'm downtown. I'm where everything is, but no one wants to go do anything. They're like, oh, we'll share your location. You can go do whatever the fuck you want to do. I was like, you can Get see you. me? You can see me walking in Cancun? They were like, hell yeah. I was like, hell yeah. So, like, she has my location. Mm-hmm. And her being the mom, she always sees it. Like, she got three kids, but she still be like, Brie, where you at? 
So I that was my see location. That pen moving. If yeah, and I was able home, to enjoy my whole time in Cancun with the stalker dude I was with. <laughs> I was able to enjoy the whole time there because Carrie was like, I see you and you're good. If mm-hmm. anything happens, at least we'll know where we can tell the last spot your body was. Let me <laughs> let me tell you this. Um, there was one time where like Bree Bree land like when Bree lands, usually like about an hour, hour and a half later. I, when I was in the ditch. Yeah. I can expect her to be at the door, right? Mm-hmm. And uh Brie landed like she texts me when she lands whatever uh and she's like on the way to the crib i'm like all right cool hour and a half later uh, i expect a, a call or whatever I, or i expect to, to hear the garage door open so it's been like three hours right and i'm like i'm i'm like i see her location and like her location said that like she was like on the freeway to and it said like an hour and a half ago that like she was on a she was on a highway like halfway to the crib on like on like one sixty one. So it updates later and it says that she's around the corner from the house and her location says in a, that she's like in this ditch. Like and it doesn't we say live she's on the road. Next to a nature preserve. And you live next to a nature <laughs> preserve. So it's like it says that she's in this ditch, right? So I'm like, what the fuck? And like I like give it a chance because I know like sometimes the iPhones yeah. are slow. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna give it a chance to update. I'm looking at it. Like ten minutes later, it don't update. Twenty minutes later, it don't update. So I'm like, oh hell no! So I like throw all my shit on. I'm about to like run out the house. Who do I had called her like by that time I had called her like twice. Uh, I'm like about to run out the house. I'm like at, about to hit the door and the garage door opens and it's her. And I'm like, I'm mad as hell. I'm like, what the fuck? I said I done called you twice. And she's like, I was on the phone with Bethany. I was gonna call you back. Say, <laughs> woman, hey. Yo, you was on the phone with the wrong one. Hey, you was on the phone with the wrong one. I said, "Hey, Bevy, though, man, yo, yo, that was the wrong one." That location could be a scary thing, bro. It was just funny though because Bethany did the same thing. She was calling me, and I was on the phone with her. Where the fuck you been, Bri? I've been calling you like it says you're in a ditch. I'm fine. My iPhone was glitching. Yeah, it's like when that location take a second update, bro. So with the closing here, we had Carrie and Francis on, and I hope you enjoyed the conversation because we did. We sure did. We sure did. I'm going to enjoy editing this motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) It's been two hours. We're going to have such a good time. But, you know, we thank you. And once again, I am Brittany Like Peony on TikTok and Instagram. And I am Mike Copeland for real. That is Mike Copeland, the number four Real on Instagram, on uh, Facebook, I am Michael Copeland. On uh, oh my gosh, on TikTok, I am Tech Tips and Tacos. <laughs> um, and on um, on Snapchat, <laughs> I am uh, These Nuts Seventeen. That's what I thought <laughs> you were gonna say. <laughs> like, Who are you on Snapchat? On Black Planet. Hey, <laughs> Negro. Okay, Francis. <laughs> who are you? <laughs> man, Francis Garner, man, FG, the CEO on all platforms. Oh, so, okay. So TikTok yeah. is Garner Gang five times, five X. Instagram is it's just Carrie. All right, just Carrie. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. We appreciate you. Thank you. Follow everybody on everything. Uh, we are out. Peace, love, chicken grease, and <laughs> holla. Hungry.